Welcome back, everybody, to the NBA show with Keith and Loro on the Loro Antonio Sports Talk podcast. And uh, to start off with our NBA show, we're going to recap Lakers-Bulls. This was a much-needed win for the Lakers, but still, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced yet if they're going to get on this hot streak in March. I'm not super convinced yet either. Um, you know, uh, one thing that I will say last night about uh, about the Lakers Bulls game is that they looked like they were having some fun finally, um, and that and that's one thing that I think has been really really missing um, from this Laker team over the past couple of weeks. Ever since that whole uh, trade fiasco went down, is you know everything just looked tight. They looked divided. Um, you know, especially on the bench, you know, you see guys like Rondo sitting, you know, rows away from the bench, you know, there's just, there was just so much tension. And last night they looked like they were having fun, but I mean, it's a tough schedule, you know, tomorrow you got, you got one of the best teams in basketball, the Toronto Raptors. That's obviously going to be a really tough game. The Detroit Pistons are a team that's vying for a playoff spot uh, in the East. You have them coming up on Friday. The Knicks should be a little bit of an easier challenge, but then again, they did lose to the Knicks earlier in the year. But then, you know, some difficult games. The Bucks are one of the best teams in basketball. The Brooklyn Nets are a playoff contender. And the Sacramento Kings are right in front of you. So that's the next, you know, few games coming up for them. Those are going to be a really, really big test, I think, um, as to whether they are going to get on a hot streak. I think that right, you know, right now my expectations are kind of tempered tomorrow for the Toronto Raptors. I don't really expect the, you know, the, the Lakers to win the game, but if they can come out and at least make the game competitive, like if the if the Lakers lose by less than 10 points, then I'll be satisfied. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to NBA Wednesday, the Magic beat the Wizards, the Thunder beat the Nets, and then Miami's beaten up on Detroit, and then Atlanta is about to beat Memphis, and that game's in the bag by now. And then I think Utah's going to beat Phoenix tonight, and I think I would like to see Houston win at home against Golden State tonight. I would like to see Houston win at home. And, you know, the Kevin Durant injury I think is going to be huge. Kevin Durant has rolled out uh, for this game. Um, you know, th- this is going to be an opportunity right now that the late – depending on how this injury uh, plays out in the timetable – this is going to be one of those opportunities that the Rockets have to kind of make their jump at first place. Um, you know, the, the, the Warriors, it's been talked about. They're looking kind of out of sync right now. Um, you know, Draymond is obviously having a terrible year. Um, you know, now they're starting to kind of really lock in on Steph on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know, really kind of doubling him at the top of the key. They're, they're getting in – they're not – as efficient offensively with Boogie Cousins on the floor, and they're not nearly as good defensively with him on the floor. Um, so right now, with this Kevin Durant injury, big loss for the Golden State Warriors. It's a chance for the Rockets to, you know, kind of make that run at the first place spot. Absolutely, and also our question of the day. And I know you're going to be asked this multiple times. Is Luke Walton already on the hot seat? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, listen, I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. That's just me being realistic. Do I think they're going to be a lottery team? Absolutely. You know, I, I don't think so. I, I think that, you know, they, they're going to have some a bit. If they continue to play like they did last night, where it looked loose and it looked fun and they were running and gunning and going up and down the floor on the fast break, then I think that they'll have an opportunity to, you know, keep themselves out of the lottery. Um, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. And I, I, I just think that with everything that, that's happened this year with, you know, kind of the, the rift in the locker room and, you know, the, the, the lack of camaraderie and plus, you know, LeBron really is not 
sold on Luke Walton at all. He's not his guy. And, you know, that, that goes – the same thing goes with Magic Johnson, Rob Polinka. I just think that Luke Walton really won't be the guy – I think it's probably going to either be Tyron Lue, who they're going to have to probably overpay for, and or Brian Shaw. I don't want to say who the Lakers' next head coach is. I want to give Luke Walton this chance here, and I do believe that he can be the right head coach for the Lakers. I think that the only way that Luke Walton really has a chance of staying is if they make the playoffs, which, uh, you know, again, like I've – like I said, I don't think they're going to. I just think with this upcoming schedule right now, it's very, very tough. They're going to be playing a lot of playoff caliber teams. You know, you know, tomorrow they get the Raptors and then they get the Bucks eventually. You know, those are two first place, really, really high powered teams. Um, you know, I, I just think with the way that their schedule is constructed, it's not really looking to me like they'll be able to make the playoffs and it, it doesn't make it better that they have, you know, it, it doesn't help obviously that they're going to have obviously Lonzo and, um, you know, Brandon Ingram out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Prayers to Brandon Ingram as he deals with blood clots in his arms and Lonzo's out for the year. I think it's going to be the right thing to do. It'll help with this development. And I do think Lonzo ball is going to be a good player for this Lakers team in the near future. Yeah, I agree with you, but I mean, you talk about Brandon Ingram for let's talk about Brandon Ingram for a second. I mean, that is serious. I mean, that's the same problem. Uh, a lot of people may not, you know, recognize this, but that's the same problem that Chris Bosh had uh, when he was down in Miami. He was having issues with blood clots toward the end of his career, and it ended up forcing him to retire. I mean, Brandon Ingram to have this at a young age is scary, but I think if you look at this from a Lakers perspective, as far as their, you know, as far as a business thing goes, this makes this a hundred times harder in their pursuit of Anthony Davis. Because as far as the big main centerpiece was concerned, other than your draft picks, one of those centerpieces was Brandon Ingram. So now he's hurt. So if I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, I'm not setting foot anywhere near Brandon Ingram. So now I think this makes this that much more difficult for the Lakers to go out right now and in the, you know, as soon as the off season starts and make a good trade for Anthony Davis. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right about that for sure. So, so let's talk about here. You think the, you think with, who do you think's to blame for the Lakers struggles? Is it Luke Walton or is it magic and Rob or is it the injuries? Um, I think the injuries certainly have a lot to do with it. Um, you know, losing, losing LeBron earlier in the year, you know, you, they started off well, they were a four seed in the West. They were a pretty solid defensive team before that. Um, you know, then they, they lose LeBron to the groin injury. They, you know, they kind of go on a really bad run. Then he comes back and the defense is just, the defense gets worse. You know, it, it falls apart. The communication's terrible. Obviously we see LeBron is just not trying at times. You know, the video of Kyle Kuzma pushing Brand, you know, pushing LeBron to go contest a jump shot really kind of puts that all into perspective. Um, and then I think the and then I think the other part to blame is, you know, kind of a combination of LeBron and Magic and Rob Polinka. And, you know, one part of it is roster construction, um, because I think they I think Magic and Rob Polinka and LeBron put this roster together, you know, obviously magic and, and, you know, Palenka did most of the legwork, but I would be completely, you would have to be completely naive to not think that LeBron had a say in that. And I, I think LeBron signed off on these players knowing that LeBron 
works better with shooters. And none of the guys that he got, Rondo, Stevenson, JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley, none of them are shooters. I mean, he kind of set himself up for failure in that respect. And then I think the other part of it is kind of just LeBron's attitude. You know, to me, he just all season long, especially since he came back from the injury, um, he just seems distracted to me. He just seems like he's too caught up in his side projects in L.A., and he doesn't look like committed to the team. He doesn't look like he wants to wrap his arms around the young guys. And, you know, I, I think that has rubbed the, rubbed the young guys the wrong way. And then certainly, obviously, that whole trade fiasco um, with Anthony Davis definitely didn't help the chemistry at all. Yeah, and also, and also with the Lakers signing a free agent, this, a superstar free agent this summer, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to expect the Lakers to wait until Anthony Davis is a free agent in 2020. Yeah, I think that I, I think that's probably going to be what's going to end up happening. I wouldn't be shocked if they made a bid for maybe maybe not a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie, but if they if they made a bid for a guy like a like a Jimmy Butler possibly or maybe a Kemba Walker, that wouldn't really shock me. I think that the Lakers whether they get a high profile guy or they get like a mid-level dude like a you know like a like a star but not a superstar like a Butler or a Kemba. I think they have to sign somebody because I think you have to show some level of growth, not only to LeBron and to your fan base, but also in a way to Anthony Davis. You have to kind of show that you're taking steps in the right direction to be able to build to a championship team. Yeah, and also the chances of the Lakers making the playoffs this year it has dipped down from 35% to 25%. Yeah, it's very it's looking it's looking a little grim right now. Like I said, I don't you know, with this schedule coming up the way that it's constructed and you know, you don't have Ingram who was play you know, over the last couple of weeks was playing excellent basketball. Um he's out for the rest of the year and then Lonzo who, you know, obviously is not not a world class scorer, but I mean he made them better as far as ball movement and you know, he brought he brought energy and athleticism on the defensive end. He's obviously out for the rest of the year. So it makes things a little bit more difficult. Um, I, I just don't really see them making the playoffs. Yeah. And then my final NBA thought of the day is uh, I just think the Lakers just need to play better, but also it's done. It's over. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, my final NBA thought of the day is on, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to say a little, I just want to say a little bit of a piece about the Russell Westbrook situation. Um, so, you know, look, I've come out and said it before. I'm not a huge, I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan, but this is the one time where I will side with Russell Westbrook. Now, I don't agree with the way that he came back at the fan where, you know, he's talking about, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, F you and your, you know, wife up or whatever. I, I don't like that response, but I do understand where he's coming from. You know, there's so, there's a threshold, really. You kind of have to set a line to what you will take from these fans and Utah fans have become just a com completely out of control. And this is where Adam Silver has to step in and, and do something. I don't have the answers and I'm not going to act like I do, but yeah. something has to be done, whether there's more security, whether, you know, whatever, you know, you move the seats back on the arena. So that way the fans aren't as close to the players. I don't know what it is, but these fans are getting incredibly out of control and it's disrespectful and it's unnecessary and it's, it's just, it's wrong. Yeah. I think it, it's wrong there. You got, you brought up a good point there, man. So with that being said, I'll talk to you next week, man. All right, man. Have a good one.